0: Episode 145, Bonus Edition, Interview with Carmen Adams.
1: Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered.
0: Hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson, ready to empower you to reach your potential. As you know, I call you elite. I think that refers to someone who takes the time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast like this one to help hone their craft. Well, today is a special day because we have a guest appearance. I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by learning from another elite educator named Carmen Adams, and she's got quite the empowering message for you today. But before we get into my conversation with Carmen, I want to share a little bit with you about her. Carmen is an 11 year veteran and currently a third grade teacher at Belmont Central Elementary in Gaston County Schools, right here in North Carolina. She is a graduate herself of the Gaston County School System and of our closest college, Belmont Abbey. She's also a proud mother of a beautiful 16-year-old and loves to travel. The main factor that influenced Carmen to become a teacher was this opportunity in interacting with students and to impact them positively. Prior to teaching, though, she was a computer lab specialist, and that provided the opportunity to work with all elementary grade levels and assist in building technology-based lessons for their curriculum. So she had 350 students a weekly working on technology skills, but she was also collaborating and planning with all grade-level teachers on how to incorporate and teach in integrated technology lessons. She even became Teacher Assistant of the Year during that time, which you'll hear during our conversation. She is currently in the running for Teacher of the Year in Gaslin County Schools. She has served in several leadership positions, but most importantly, she's a highly motivated, outgoing, and a creative individual who believes in accomplishing goals and objectives. She learned to manage her time and work as a team and how to face challenges, and she truly believes in teaching others as well as learning with others. And in fact, she thinks that if we give child information, they may know it for a test. But if we teach a child the joy of learning, that they are going to learn it for life. She truly strives to empower students to take ownership over their learning. So tune in to this great conversation that I have with Carmen. Hey, Carmen, thanks so much for being a guest here on the Empowering Educators podcast.
1: Thank you, Gretchen. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Elite educators around the world are just eager to hear from somebody else. They're busy listening to me every week, so they are excited (laughs) to hear from you. I want to just dive right in if you're okay with that. Oh, yes, absolutely. So share with the listeners how our two paths have crossed. It's kind of a unique story, and I'll even add in some information after you share.
1: Yes. Well, I am actually a teacher in the community you live in, Mm And our school actually promotes great news on our marquee as often as we can. And um, they put out there that I was the teacher of the year for our school this year. And it was a great honor. (laughs) Thank you. I was very excited. Um, And I'm sure you saw that on the marquee, Mm -hmm. but you reached out through email and it was just, just a blessing to hear from someone in the community, just to say, congratulations. And just, you took the time out and that was a greatly appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. Yeah. So my backstory is I walk all the time. I've got dogs and a baby. And so I walk past this elementary school all the time. And like she was saying, there's this great marquee out in front that just has different announcements if they've got open house coming up or some school event. And then they had teacher of the year. And I said, oh my gosh, this is the perfect opportunity (laughs) to chat with someone who can let us in on, you know, the life of teacher of the year and all the hard work that goes into it. But really Mm -hmm. importantly um, all the appreciation of probably those that voted for you and I'm sure you're going to share a little bit about that later but it's just yeah. amazing when you don't know people are watching and then something like this happens and you're like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Do I deserve it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, I was super excited that you were not weirded out by me just cold emailing you. <laughs> like, Who's Not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay, good. So I'm excited to meet what I consider a neighbor because literally that school is in our neighborhood. Um, and so I've gone up there for different events like fall festivals and stuff. And um, I already feel part of that school so now i'm excited to say that you're kind of a colleague of mine now (laughs) (laughs) well you can definitely consider me that (laughs) so i taught third grade as well so tell us what are you teaching and um, do you teach all subjects or are you kind of departmentalized at your school
1: well i'm currently teaching third grade and i teach all subjects um, which i love because i I don't find that there's one subject that i like to teach over the other so Mm -hmm. it just kind of works out for me in my position Um, But I'm also a Pinnacle leader within the county. And so a Pinnacle leader is like a technology leader that helps other educators integrate technology in the classroom. So that's my main roles within the county. But both I love technology and teaching. So (laughs) I have it made, I feel.
0: That is so cool. (laughs) I haven't heard of Pinnacle. Why is it called that? Do you know?
1: Um, I actually don't know why they chose that. um, But... I felt like they, you know, just the focus of education, I think mm-hmm. that's where they really got the pinnacle word from. Yeah. Um, not that they've actually put that out there, but I feel like that's where it originally came from.
0: And what was the process like? Did you hear that they were looking for someone to kind of be that mentor or that go-to person and you applied or what's the process?
1: Yes. So each year they select a group of educators to be pinnacle leaders and they, um, They probably select maybe like 15 or 20 from the county. So they send out several things that you need to do about how you integrate technology in your classroom. They come and observe you. You have an interview process and then you're selected. And when you're selected, it's wonderful because you get lots of technology for your classroom. Yeah. But also something that you have to do is to give back to other educators and let them feel safe within their classroom with technology and show them how they can integrate. So... That is so. It's, cool. it's absolutely wonderful.
0: <laughs> so, either as a teacher or what I'd consider a teacher leader, what do you say is like the best lesson you learned in doing your job?
1: Oh my goodness! Um, I would say the best lesson that I learned. We have, you know, as an educator, you attend a lot of professional development, mm-hmm. and oftentimes at the end of the workshop, you have um, to give a reflection or feedback or some type of exit ticket. So, I feel like my best lesson actually came from the students when I start asking for their feedback. And once I start taking surveys within the classroom on what they wanted, then it helped me in, in my lessons for them. Yeah. Um, and that's really where I, you know, gain my reflections from because when I'm looking at it by myself and like, oh, I think I feel like that's a really good lesson, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's just one point of view. But when I look at them, like they're going to be honest (laughs) and they're going to help me reflect on my work better. So I feel like that's where I I gained my best lessons from just listening to their feedback and not being afraid of it. You know,
0: do you use a Google form or how do you ask for their feedback? I know you said surveys.
1: Oh, yes. Google form.
0: Okay, And do you do it anonymous? Yes. Oh, that's good.
1: I always do it anonymous so that they feel comfortable. And and I show them I'm like, I can't see who turned anything in, you know, right? And so, But they in there and I asked them to be honest. And because we curate that type of close community within mm-hmm. my classroom, I feel like even if I feel like they feel comfortable enough to even come and tell me like, hey, th- I really like this in your lesson. I really, you know, so, it's just something you have to accept as an educator. And, I, you know, you want that type of feedback. You Absolutely. have to be able to handle it, you know.
0: Speaking of handling it, so you mentioned you had to be open to it. So how do you overcome that first hurdle of maybe you've never asked students for feedback before? How do you kind of get your feet wet without being like, <gasps> you know, I'm going to get scarred by them telling me how horrible I am? <laughs>
1: I think you definitely have to just kind of prepare yourself, even the lessons that I feel like are the best lessons Mm -hmm. that, you know, I I sit down and I may have planned for hours and I'm like, oh, I'm going to really rock this out.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And then maybe the way that they're taking it is not the way that I felt that it was (laughs) going to (laughs) go. But just definitely keeping an open mind. And I mean, I feel like if you're a teacher, you have to, you know, adapt to change anyway. So just just really keeping an open mind about what they're going to say and not take it personal, but understand that they're with you like over five hours a day and they want to take ownership of their education. And Mm -hmm. just like if I go to professional development, I don't want to just sit in one spot all day. I want to actually be active and, making sure I'm taking something from it. And, you know, you want the same thing for your students. So you have to just kind of be prepared for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so when you're doing your work now with other teachers and you're Mm -hmm. meeting lots of folks and thinking about characteristics that they may or may not have, what would you say makes an educator great?
1: I say, well, I feel like there's a lot of things that make an educator, um, a great educator, but, you know, teaching is complicated (laughs) and you, you have to know your subject matter, Mm -hmm. the curriculum, you have to be enthusiastic. You have to have a caring attitude. You have to love learning. You have to have that classroom management, but again, with that caring side also. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just have to have that desire to want to make a difference.
0: I love that. Those are great characteristics, man. That was a good answer. (laughs) (laughs) And thinking about yourself achieving Teacher of the Year, congratulations again. What would you say are your characteristics? How did your peers describe you or did your administrator say, this is someone that stands out from the crowd who's a leader in our field? How did they describe the work you were doing and just the characteristics of you as a teacher?
1: I feel like one of the first things that they say is the classroom management. Okay. And it's something that I definitely take pride in because I know if they don't feel like they have that structure and feeling safe, you know, within their environment, then they're not going to learn. So that's one of the first things that everyone says, like, oh, you know, she's just really good with classroom management. But just also, it's hard to talk about yourself.
0: (laughs) I know, I know, it's awkward, sir. But
1: also having that... That caring side yeah. um, where you want the best for your students and just the, just the idea that other educators in my field that I look up to, that I work with every day, just see that in me that, that makes me want to work just as hard to represent our school.
0: Oh, I love so, that. Yeah, very awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, this podcast has a couple of different types of teachers that are listening, either some that are mm-hmm. brand new to the field. We've got some transitioning either to different grade levels, different subject areas, or maybe leaving altogether. Um, some that may be in kind of like a distress situation. And then we've got teacher leaders like yourself. So if you were to pick right. one bucket of these types of teachers, what would you say to them in terms of advice and what would it be and why?
1: Well, within the county, I work with a program called TIPS
0: mm-hmm. and it stands
1: for um, teachers um, induction program for success, and it just we just work with all first year teachers that are coming in, and making sure that the first three years that they have that support and um, that they don't get overwhelmed. You know, when we see them in the summer before their first year starts, they're excited, they're eager to teach, and then you see them a little bit later, and you can kind of tell that they're rethinking. you know, (laughs) why they went into the education field. So, but I think, you know, all of the people that you mentioned, we all could take the same advice as far as just making sure we empathize with our students and we're flexible and that we understand um, our role in our students' lives and that we understand why we started, like what was our passion for teaching to begin with. And I think that's something that no matter where you are in the education field, that you have to look at each year Mm -hmm. and no matter where you're at in your education journey like find a mentor find someone who's positive that can uplift you but you can uplift them as well and just you know just stay focused on why you started and remember that no matter how you feel each day it's about the students and them learning
0: Absolutely. I love that advice. And it sounds cool. This tips program. I'm so glad your district has something dedicated to really help new teachers, you know, start successfully, but continue to grow and have that support system. And like you mentioned, just having mentors that they can go to and thinking about yourself, you're giving, giving to all these other people, but who do you go to as a mentor when you're needing to receive some knowledge or tips or strategies?
1: Well, um, When I originally started out, I did have a teacher who um, I started out as a computer lab teacher. So that's one of the reasons why I love technology. And Mm -hmm. I had a teacher that was very close to me who would always share things and talk about the importance of sharing things. And I feel like the mentor's overall role is to promote that growth within you and develop you as a teacher. But now as a a more seasoned teacher, I feel like I kind of take a little bit from everyone. Um, And so I don't think there's like one person that I go to as a mentor, but Mm -hmm. just there's so many different things I learn because I work with so many different great educators. It's hard to just hone in on one person at this time in my educational career.
0: Yeah. And I think it's more about your mindset of just being open to someone teaching you something is so important. Yes. And thinking about learning and growing and mentorship, how do you stay current on what's going on, especially with technology? That's changing all the time. I mean, I get behind in just 24 hours. So how do you keep on top of things?
1: <laughs> um, I definitely, you know, some people don't like workshops and things like that, but I, I definitely do. Mm-hmm. But I also follow a lot of blogs um, I that, you know, send you emails about current events. I like to read different articles like um, This Week in Education is one that I um, receive information from and just keeping current with different things in education and education week. Um, there are several that are just out there and just different blogs from educators mm-hmm. um, that kind of keep you current and you get to see different point of views. Yeah. So that, that helps also because you can, you know, I feel like if I follow one person, then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to follow what they say. But mm-hmm. that, you know, just following different things like that help me keep current and all the trends and things that are going on within education.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to focus just some time on the whole teacher of the year process. I know it's different um, with different districts and schools. And so tell me how it worked in your school building. How did this even come about?
1: Well, first you have to be nominated. Okay. And then they take the, the top five um, who are nominated because we have lots of teachers within our schools. So at each school within our district, it okay. may be slightly different. Um, and then you vote. Um, from that. And then that's how I arrived at teacher of the year for my so school. That's exciting. Did they announce
0: <laughs> it at like a staff meeting or something?
1: Well, they announced it just over the intercom. Okay. And, you know, it, it, it was just exciting to hear, you know, because you work with, you know, these are your peers you work with every day and people that you look up to yourself. So the fact that they are looking at you as a leader within the school is you know, just very humbling.
0: Yeah, such a blessing. And then I saw the marquee was updated that you went on to the district and were in the top five. Is that right?
1: Yes, that's correct. And that's something I'm extremely excited about. We won't find out until May. Okay. Um, but, just, uh, but just working with the other top, um, well, the other four that are with me in the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, we have other things that we do until then. We have to um, complete a portfolio and we had to go through an interview process and they will come to observe us. Oh lord! Yeah, (laughs) so we. The thing is, it's not um, unannounced, so that's good. But sometimes I'd rather for it to just be unannounced. I know, I know. Then you won't worry about it so much. But it's, you know, that was definitely something that was shocking to me. But it was an extremely great honor to be able to represent my school, and then now to possibly represent the county.
0: Yeah. And so much comes from this um, in my experience in education that, let's say, wherever you fall within the top five, I mean, people are going to be mm-hmm. looking to you to take on more leadership, whether you start running the TIPS program yourself or they right. ask you to be, you know, the whole technology coordinator for a couple districts or whatever. And so this is kind of mm-hmm. just part one of your impact. It's, it's a stone that you threw in and it's ripples just going to keep getting bigger. And sometimes these blessings are just so much more immense than you can even think of. And right now you're in your bubble of your one school helping your colleagues and, you know, what's going to come is just going to be so much better for helping even more students and even more teachers. And so I'm just excited to see how it unfolds.
1: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) I'm I'm also excited because, you know, you just don't know where it will lead you. And I think that's part of the excitement on my end. Yeah, just to see where, what will come of this. So
0: well, tell me about your best all star teacher moment, some moment you look back and you're like, Oh, my gosh, that was great. Whether it was something you did was cool, or just the response from your kids was amazing.
1: Um, I will say my all star teaching moment probably came from the third year that I was teaching. And, you know, there's a lot of moments, but just that's probably the first one that really stood out Mm -hmm. um, to me. Um, We were studying the skeletal system and I was teaching third grade and um, I was actually not at the school I'm at right now, but um, at another school in Belmont. And, you know, they really were understanding the lesson and getting the lesson. And I explained to the class that, you know, it's important sometimes, that you know, when you're receiving some new information to do an extension and to learn more about it. And the next day, several students came in with um, either a PowerPoint they wanted to show <laughs> or they wrote like an essay about it. I was just like overwhelmed Holy that God. they actually, you know, were listening. And that was just like the end of my lesson. Like, oh, you really should, you know, go explore this topic more. If it's something you're interested about, you need to go, you know, get a book from the library. And the fact that they did it and it was just like the next day, I was just overwhelmed that, that small lesson that was just a 30 minute lesson Uh out of the day, you know, exploded into something like that. So
0: that is awesome. And I'm sure parents (laughs) love that because, you know, it's typical to say, how was your day? What'd you learn? And the kids say nothing. Right. And so that day, you know, they went home and they're like, listen to all this stuff I learned. And then they're researching and the parents are like, amen, you know, so that is pretty all star. I love it. Well, I do want to be respectful of your time. So before I let you go, I want to ask you one more question. And that's how do you reignite that passion and that potential as an educator?
1: Well, at the beginning of each year, you know, when you're before you feel, you know, there's a point in in all teachers career throughout the year that you may feel like, okay, you know, what am I doing? I'm feeling overwhelmed At the beginning of the year. I write down why I began this journey in education. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just, you know, some things may be generic, like, you know, I'm doing this for the students. You know, my mom was an educator and I saw how hard she worked and names of students that I feel like I've impacted and that have impacted me. And I just put them, um, just different things in an envelope and I keep the, That envelope in my desk. And when I feel like I need to kind of reignite my passion, Mm -hmm. I just take it and open it up and I look at it and I'm like, okay, this is why I'm here. Like today, this is just one day or this is just one moment that, you know, may not be going well, but this is why I'm here. And I can't forget that.
0: Ooh, that's so good. I had something similar, but I like your idea better. And here's why. I had a huge mm-hmm. box of like student notes or kudos or whatever for exactly what you said. The day that's just bad. You're down on yourself. Things aren't going well. Yeah. But that is so bulky, I leave it at home. What I love about your idea is the envelope is small enough, you can take it with you anywhere, but especially having it in your classroom, that's generally the moments where you're feeling sometimes that stress, and that's the exact moment you need to pull it out. So I love that idea. I'm probably going to steal it.
1: We definitely can. It definitely works. So. Good, good, good.
0: Well, on behalf of elite educators everywhere, thank you so much for your time. Why don't you share with us how to connect with you on social media or through email?
1: Well, definitely. Um, I'm, I would love to say that I'm on social media a lot, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but if you would like to reach out to me by email, my um, school email address is caadamsgastonk at gaston.k12 dot nc.us.
0: great I'll stick that in the show notes that way they can make sure it's spelled correctly and you know they may have a tech question or just you know some question just you're a veteran teacher so I hope they take advantage of just reaching out because like I did I mean I didn't know you and you were so gracious to me and I know you'll be that way <laughs> if anyone else reaches out to you too
1: definitely I'm always willing to share and gather other ideas so please reach out
0: Thanks so much, Carmen. We will chat soon.
1: Thank you, Gretchen. Thank you for having me. Of
0: course. Bye. Bye. I love all that she is doing to help students and help other teachers and truly give back to the community. I think she is a wonderful mentor to everyone in her school building and district. But I really encourage you to reach out to Carmen. I put her email and Facebook handle in the show notes so that you can reach out to her. She, she really encourages you guys to reach out to her with whatever questions you might have or if you just want to chat and swap stories. But She is truly an encourager, your greatest cheerleader, such an asset, someone that could hold your hand through this learning journey as you upgrade your effectiveness as an educator. So please don't waste this opportunity to get to know a fellow elite educator. Carmen, if you're listening, thank you so much for chatting with me. I love to get to know the neighbors, but I even especially love to get to know the educator neighbors. I'll be cheering you on from this day forward. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's special edition interview podcast with Carmen Adams. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.